Welcome to Rethinking Leadership, where we're serving fresh ideas over coffee, because nothing happens before coffee. I'm Jackie Lesser. And I'm Dee Yarrison. Grab your favorite mug and let us fill you up. Hello, Jackie. Hi, Dee. Hello. How are you today? Great to be with you. I'm doing really well. This year is off to such a good start, and I'm Aww, I'm really happy so nice about to it. Hear. Yeah. Yay. How about with you? Yeah, it's been a good week. Coming slowly down off of a high from a lovely event over the weekend, a women's retreat. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Here it is Thursday, and I'm still, <laughs> yeah. still five days later, still coming down off the high. That's a good thing, I guess. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to what we're going to talk about today. Because these conversations are always so, for me, they're always so enriching and really reinforcing. Yeah. And, you know, I know that when we, we've, we, t- we talk a lot about relationships because of the nature or the importance of relationship. Everything happens in relationship. You know, that's how we experience ourselves. And when things are going well, like they did at your retreat over the weekend, you know, there's this high. And when things in relationship are not going well, there is a way that we can let that just take us all the way down the rabbit hole. So true. Yeah. And I remember, yeah, I remember learning when I was, I was probably a teenager and I remember learning from my bonus mom. Mm-hmm. She said to me that we teach people how to treat us. Mm. And I, I never forgot that because I know that one of the things that you hear about a lot and I hear about a lot is how to deal with negativity. Yeah. How to deal with people when their personality is really challenging. Yes. Right. And we on our side, you know, well, of course, because it's not us being the person that's challenging. So we're just noticing <laughs> <laughs> how challenging that other person right. is being. And, and I know for me that my maybe my first reaction is like, oh, what is going on? What's their problem? Or what's going on with them? Or it's always something that's like over there, you know? Yes. If they only would leave, if they could only get a different job, life would be so great around here, you know? Without them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, you know, I think it's really important to explore our own role. Like, what is my role in this? Because if I'm teaching people how to treat me, then what is my role in this relationship? How am I contributing to what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just even to think about that, I might have a role that I like, how can I have a role in how someone else is behaving? And obviously that goes right back to what you said, your bonus mom taught you about how we do, we teach people how to treat us. And um, I remember when I first heard that, I didn't, I didn't really get it. So I want to say what I think it means. If I am letting your behavior be okay, because I'm not telling you it's not okay, then I'm teaching you that it's okay to speak to me like that, or it's okay to disrespect my time in that way. You know, every time that I, that I don't say, Hey, that wasn't okay. There's like the implied. Yes. You know, you learn maybe unconsciously, you learn how to be in relationship with me by what I allow, what I don't allow. Right. What I say is a problem. What I don't say is a problem. Mm -hmm. And even if I say it's a problem and I don't do anything differently. And so you can keep doing what you're doing and I just complain about it, then I'm also part of the problem. Yeah, for sure. So right when you said that, I mean, it just raises the idea of boundaries for me. 
you know, yeah. that if I don't do anything, if I, I can complain about it, I see something happening in this relationship and I don't like it and I complain about it. But if I'm not going to quote, draw a line, you know, set a, a standard, create an expectation, however you want to think about boundaries. If I'm not willing to do that, then I can't really expect that the behavior is going to change. Yeah. And you know, I, what I'm marveling at, like, I know that you have a three-year-old at, all the way up to 16 year old, you know? And so as a parent, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change. Just, you know, this could be uh, with regard to parenting. It could be with regard to friendships. It's in family situations, you know, siblings or parent, you know, you dealing with your older parents and certainly it's happening at work. You know, there's somebody that Mm -hmm. comes to you with it and for you, the personality is difficult to deal with. Or you're just dealing with this negativity, you know, on a on a constant basis, and you're thinking it's them. And what we're talking about here today is, if you don't do anything about it, then it's you too. And so you letting, like you said, if I let that behavior be okay, it becomes okay. There is an implied yes, it's okay, even if I'm complaining, even if I'm yelling or whatever I'm doing, I'm still allowing it. That's right. And you know, quite honestly, when I'm, if I'm going to get upset about your behavior and I'm just going to react, whether that's yelling or getting angry at you or ignoring you or whatever, whatever my reaction looks like, I am not going to change it. But I'm also now I'm creating something else. You know, I'm right. giving life to another dynamic that I don't, right. that I don't want. Yeah. And think about that. Like I've seen this in a family, but I, I see it a lot in a culture where we won't let a lot of people get away with a certain thing, but this one person gets away with stuff. And so it's really culturally destroying. It destroys families too. Uh, it destroys relationship because this kind of the way you, you allow people to treat you, absolutely, if it's not across the board, if, you're, if you want to be respected and there's just one person who's not respecting you, that lack of respect shows everybody else what's possible. Mm, wow. And what's tolerated. Mm-hmm. And so then there really is a lack mm, of respect. Right. Well, you know what? You know, I said the word boundaries a few minutes ago. The image that I just had in my head is I'm setting a boundary, but maybe the boundary is really, you know, over here a little closer to me. I'm not allowing disrespect in. So my boundary might really be fairly close to my body, let's say. But when I allow your disrespect in, it's like now I've set the boundary line out a little farther and I'm leaving room for other stuff to come in that I really don't want, but I haven't said I don't want it. I haven't pulled that line in and said, no, no, when these words are spoken, I feel this way or however we communicate our boundary to others. It's very difficult for me to hear what you're saying when I'm feeling disrespected and I really want to understand what you need right now or however we're communicating that. So naming how I'm feeling without it being blaming or again, being passive aggressive about it. Right. And I think it's so important to address these things, these relationships, because it's not just the two of you. Right. It's if, if that person's being negative, you know, maybe they are doing it in other relationships within the company, within the family. But in addition to that, everybody else is witnessing that person being disrespectful. Yeah, we're teaching everyone yes. else. Yes. Yeah. We almost lose respect for the person who doesn't command respect in in all relationships. Yeah. And so it it's really it perpetuates and so it's it's destructive. And so that's why I think today talking about like, how do I own my own role? What is my role in this? If, mm-hmm. if I'm teaching people how to treat me, what can I do about that? You know, I think there's a couple things right off the bat for me. I just even acknowledging this is what I'm experiencing with you. And this is how I experience us. 
Yes. You know, and I know I've let it go. And I know that I've said no more and I've not done anything differently about it. So this is, I'm taking responsibility for my part. Right. Probably before we get there, there's a need to be very self-aware. You know, right. because sometimes I can just feel dissonant. I can feel like, like I see you coming and I'm like, ugh, but I don't really know <laughs> what that's about, <laughs> you know, because I haven't explored within me to, to, you know, I haven't done the work to find out what is it that you do that, that I don't appreciate? When am I comfortable with you? When am I not comfortable with you, et cetera? So the self-awareness, you know, always self-reflecting is, is really important in order to be in healthy relationships in all arenas of our lives. Really good point. And maybe even to that point, if you are aware of it, it could be, I used to be treated like that in my last job, or, you know, you could remember something and that's why it's triggering. But I think to your point, it's really important to know why you're being triggered and in this relationship, in this relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great. Because if I do that self-examination and I realize oh, it might not actually be Jackie. Jackie's just reminding me of this last person or whatever it is. You know, then I have the work to do with myself. Right. To just manage my own thoughts, you know, right. manage my own attitude towards yes. you. Yeah, be pre- being more present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Positively. And then, and then if that's the case, you acknowledge it. You can almost see this person as new. Can I begin again with this person, you know, in my own mind? And can I take care of myself? I don't want to abandon myself in this relationship. I don't want to give my power away to this person because, you know, she's always late or doesn't respect my time or whatever it is. But I think this owning it part is is really like a part that's often really missed. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just so eager to project it and just put the blame out there. Right. And are you saying to acknowledge it? both to yourself and out loud in the relationship. Yeah, I was thinking that, you know, if if somebody's doing something and it's really under your skin and you're it maybe it's just the two of you. This this person isn't necessarily like the person in the office that everybody is annoyed by, but just someone you and this person aren't getting along, acknowledging it to yourself and then deciding, is this something that I need to talk to this person about? Or can I work it through mm-hmm. for myself? Like I know that there's been things in relationships that have annoyed me. And when I worked it through in my own mind and realized, oh my gosh, that person would have never done that intentionally. Or, you know what, this is kind of a quirky part of this person and the other parts are, you know, totally fine. I'm I'm just gonna deal with this. Or I soften to in myself, like hey, I'm quirky too. You know, <laughs> there are things that I do that are quirky. So so I think there's a way That's that right. maybe this never has to move out into a conversation about the relationship. But when right. it does, I think it's really important that we do not let it go any further. Yeah. And when we decide that we're going to acknowledge it out loud, like this is important, it's been going on or whatever, and I, I need to talk about this. I always tell people, you know, the, the first couple words out of your mouth are going to be so critical because if there's already, you know, some tension in the relationship or a feeling of animosity or whatever it might feel like, it's very, very easy to, not intentionally, but to unintentionally put that person on the defensive. I mean, we've had this conversation when we talk about giving yeah. someone feedback, even just saying those words of, hey, I'd like to give you some feedback. Automa- our brain goes, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So our first couple words are really important. And I always recommend, and I try to do this for, in my own life, starting with I rather than you. Right. You know, not you need to do this or you should or whatever, but hey, I would like it if, or it would really mean a lot to me 
if right or this is this relationship's important to me yes we work together every day yeah we live together I, I want you to know how I'm feeling that's right that's and right. I also want to know I, I also want to acknowledge that I'm contributing to how I'm feeling that's beautiful what you just said right there because you're using all eye language and you're right it's just being direct I want us to talk about this I want to let you know what's happening for me how I'm feeling and I want to acknowledge, you know, that I'm, I know I'm contributing to this dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important. And then two words that I always think of and, and say is let's and we. So let's look at this together or could we rather than I want you to, to listen to right. me or whatever, you know, let's right. and we. So we're really in this together to so the words, but also your body language, your tone, like our whole, our whole being needs to also be very at peace, very mm-hmm comfortable you know mm-hmm. and that 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 sounds you know like okay well i'm moving into this very uncomfortable potentially uncomfortable conversation how can i be comfortable that just requires a lot of self-awareness and self-management just being gentle with ourselves you know right. and very aware of what's happening within me and to keep taking my deep breaths and whatever i need to do to stay mm-hmm. in a very peaceful place because others will feel that, you know, the other person I'm speaking with will feel my come from place, you know? Absolutely. And I, you know, I guess that that maybe even before awareness, you know, noticing, not even before awareness, but just that with awareness, noticing what happens in my body when this person comes toward me or when I'm going to be in a meeting with this person or when I have to go to dinner with this person, you know, noticing the tension and and all that kind of stuff. And then our, our favorite our favorite first line of defense, you know, that taking a deep breath <sighs> before you have the conversation <laughs> or four deep breaths before yeah. you have the conversation. But I think it's, t- you know, to your point too, and what we're talking about, like, this is this is how I'm going to take responsibility. And so if I want more respect, I'm also going to be giving you more respect, mm-hmm. right? You have a story and a journey I know nothing about. So it's really important for me to even understand what the, where this behavior comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, and not that not that you're going to say. So where does that behavior come from? But just to get to know that person on another level, so that you under you do understand. Because I I have had this happen in my life where I had a very difficult relationship, and it was I could I could not get myself to forgive or to love this person until, unfortunately, he was in dire straits with regard to his health. And once I saw him in that hospital room, you know, near death, all of a sudden I just saw like his life and I just saw all the, I just saw him as an innocent, you know, being. And I just realized all the things that contributed to his life and, and how difficult it had been. And, and that, that anger just kind of washed away from me. And mm-hmm. I know that this is an extreme case, the story I'm telling right now, but the truth is that everybody's got a story that we don't know anything about. Yeah. and so. It, to help us soften and ha- be more compassionate for the person who's annoying or negative, you know, being negative, really trying to get to know them uh, in a different way and seeing them as the truth of who they are. Yes. And understanding why, yeah. right, being willing and understanding why they, they behave the way that they do. That doesn't excuse it. That doesn't make it okay. You're still going to set your boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. And there's something really fascinating that happens is when I see that person as a person and, and can feel some empathy for their life, not maybe I don't know anything about it, but they, you know, one of the expressions that I love is um, hurt people hurt people. Yes. You know, so if somebody is behaving in ways that every day that are hurtful or, you know, negative or just 
they're not connected to themselves, you know, they probably have hurt in their life. I mean, who doesn't, right? Um, but if I can find some compassion for them and some empathy and it softens my approach, it softens the way I feel, you know, I can feel when I'm closing off and just wanting to, you to, you know, do what I need you to do kind of thing. And when I'm really being open to you as a person and in that moment, the fascinating thing that happens is the person feels that I may have an impact on what's a, what unfolds in that conversation without really having to say anything. I just be different. You know, I just come mm-hmm. in with a little compassion. Things shift. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a great ingredient to add to all conversations. <laughs> mm, absolutely. Because, again, you know, it's like, what, how am I contributing to this? You know, am I am I owning my part in it? And, and again, the think that the boundaries are very, very important and taking responsibility for how you're going to be the change and what you're asking for, potentially making some agreements about how you're going to be together. But that happens with so much more ease and grace when you're on that playing field that feels more neutral. I'm owning my part in this. So how do we want to be in this together? Yeah. To kind of wind back around, you know, we, you know, becoming aware when we we feel the dissonance, as you said, or the negativity coming from a different relationship, and then recognizing we teach people how to treat us. Yeah. So how am I contributing or allowing what I'm receiving? And how do I want to not allow it? And like, where's the boundary that I want to set? So you're aware. Now you're noticing your contribution. You're setting that boundary. Perhaps you're creating agreements. But this whole thing is happening in a container of compassion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very important ingredient that we added there at the end. I'm glad we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we could probably talk about this topic from a number of different angles. So this will likely not be the only episode. Yeah, yeah, you know, agreed. Because we can uh, yeah. talk about exactly what, how do you set a boundary? We just said, okay, then you set your boundary. And, right. you know, how do I do it? Maybe mm-hmm. we'll do that next time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just to let people know that we would love to hear how any of these tips are helpful in some of the relationships that they're dealing with. I mean, this could be, these could be very new concepts. We'd love to have your feedback and your comments. If you haven't already subscribed on Apple Podcasts, please do so now. And um, look forward to seeing you next time. See you next time. We're so glad that you were here with us today, listening to Rethinking Leadership, serving fresh ideas over coffee. You can connect with Jackie Lesser on JackieLesser.com and you can connect with me, Dee Yarrison, at EssentialShiftNow.com and we'll see you next time.